1: There's more than 19,000 translations of the 2nd and 3rd century, providing us almost 25,000 sources of information in which to uh, determine what the original Bible uh, read like. And the Lord
0: certainly does cover his bases, doesn't he? We'll go on to consider more about that number here in just a moment as Pastor Leighton Shealy continues with our look at a series he's entitled The Bible Can It Be Trusted? We're looking at its inerrancy today, and the simple fact that God does cover his bases leaves no stone unturned when it comes to his word. He is bent on making sure we understand completely who He is. Here's Pastor Layton Sheely with more on study verse by verse.
1: Now, the value of those 19,000 plus translations is that they were translated at a time when the original authors or those who sat at the feet of the original authors were still alive and therefore knew what the original intended meaning was. Remember how we talked last week that there's not a one-to-one correlation between words in one language and words in another? And so what the uh, translator has to do is figure out what the original intended meaning was and then choose the word in the second language that comes closest to the intended meaning of the word in the first language. And the translators that we are talking about here had access to the people who either wrote it or were first generation from those who wrote it, so they would know the original meaning. So actually, we get even better insights from, uh, in terms of original uh, intent by some of these translations, 25,000 copies of the Bible. That's absolutely incredible. Josh McDowell writes, The importance of the sheer numbers of manuscript copies cannot be overstated. The abundance of manuscript copies makes it possible to reconstruct the original with virtually complete accuracy. Dockery, Matthews, and Sloan wrote, Not one fundamental doctrine of the Christian faith rests on a disputed reading. Now, not only... Is there an abundance of copies of the New Testament? There's also an abundance of quotes of the New Testament found in the early church fathers of the 2nd and 3rd century. In fact, Sir David Dalrymple had the complete library, went through the complete library and said, I have found the entire New Testament except 11 verses quoted by the early church fathers. The early church fathers quoted the New Testament 36,289 times. Dr. Norman Geisler observed the quotations are so numerous and widespread that if no manuscript of the New Testament existed, all of those 25,000 other documents didn't exist, the New Testament could be reproduced from the writings of the early church fathers alone. That is absolutely incredible. Now, the Roman Empire spanned the then known world at the time of Christ. And it was managed for centuries by massive exchanges of documents that were carried by courier from one side of the empire to the other side of the empire. We also know that there were many Roman emperors who were very interested in their own fame, and they wanted everyone to hear about their exploits. And so uh, they had the wealth and the power of the Roman state, the Roman Empire, to... uh, to, to provide and protect and, and distribute the annals of their exploits. And so we should expect, would you not think, that we would have volumes and volumes and volumes of history on the exploits of the Roman emperors. We don't. We have more information about the life, ministry, death, and resurrection of a Jewish carpenter from Nazareth than we have of any of the Roman emperors. That, folks, is incredible. F.F. Bruce writes, There's no body of ancient literature in the world which enjoys such a wealth of good textual attestation as the New Testament. The fact that the Bible, the text of the Bible, has survived throughout history is a wonderful testimony to the preserving power of God. The Scriptures have survived time, persecution, and criticism. So, by this, we have ample evidence that our copies and our translations are reliable. But what about the original witnesses who wrote the original copy, the original autographs? Are they reliable? Well, let's think about it for a moment. Why do most writers write? Most writers write because they are seeking fame, fortune, Or some political purpose. The writers of the New Testament were not motivated by fame, fortune, or political gain. In fact, because of what they believed, because of what they taught, because of what they wrote, they had to live their entire lives in hiding. They couldn't have any possessions. And most of them died horrible, torturous deaths. Being crucified, burned at the stake fed to hungry animals, all because they claimed Jesus Christ had risen from the dead. They had no aspirations for fame or fortune or political gain. They wrote what they wrote. They said what they said because it was true. And they were bearing witness of the truth. Now, witnesses can be at the same event... And describe it in different ways. And sometimes their testimony can appear to be in conflict or contradict. You know, when something bad happens and the police are called to investigate, the first thing they do is come in and they separate the witnesses. And then they very carefully detail the, uh, the witness accounts... And then once they've done that, they try to take the witness accounts and merge them and try to make sense to weave together what they believe is the most probable scenario. Now, sometimes students of the Bible are uh, troubled because they find things in the Bible that seem to contradict from the original witnesses. Let me give you an example. Uh, According to Matthew, Judas hanged himself. He died by hanging himself. According to Luke, in the book of Acts, Judas fell headlong in a field, his body burst open, and all of his intestines spilled out. Now, at first it might seem like these don't seem to be the same same description of the same event. How did we get such seeming discrepancy between a witness and, uh, and an investigator of an event? How could something like this happen? Well, you know, it is possible that Judas tried to hang himself off of a branch of a tree that was over a cliff. And at some point, the rope broke, and the body fell to the bottom of the cliff and was split open at the bottom of the cliff. That's a possible scenario. Did you know that in the Holy Land... The traditional site of Judas' death is a field at the bottom of a cliff outside of Jerusalem. The two accounts are not in conflict. They they represent the perspectives of separate witnesses. Matthew wrote about Judas' intent to hang himself. Luke, the historian, uh, wrote about the unexpected change of plans. Matthew said, I was with this guy for three years. He wanted to hang himself. Luke, the historian, said, Where did you find the body? What kind of condition was it in? Actually, the fact that the two witnesses uh, are not telling the story exactly the same is yet another evidence in the uh, trustworthiness of the witnesses. Because it proves they didn't get together and say, Okay, let's get our story together, so we're telling the same story. Matthew was telling the event as he saw it, Luke was telling the event as he researched it, and the fact that the stories are from different perspectives indicates that they weren't acting in in collusion with one another. When two biblical accounts appear to be in conflict, it's not because there's something wrong with the Bible. It's because there's something wrong with our information or analysis of it. And when theologians talk about the inerrancy of Scripture... They are referring to the scriptures as originally written. It's called the autographs, as originally written, as distinct from copies or translations. We believe that the entire Bible is the inspired word of God, and that men of God were moved by the Holy Spirit to write the very words of scripture. The Bible is therefore without error in its original manuscripts. And that is why it is the sole and final authority for faith and life, providing encouragement, guidance, Comfort and instruction for training in righteousness. If there's any other so-called authority that's in conflict with the Word of God, the Word of God wins. Um, God's Word is above every other authority. God's Word is above the preaching of the preacher, the teaching of the teacher, the traditions of the church. God's Word is the sole and final authority for faith and life. Now, many of the New Testament books, letters, epistles were written to correct problems in the church. Uh, when Paul writes to the Galatians, he says, "Who hath bewitched you?" Basically, he's saying, "Like, have you guys lost your mind?" And that's a corrective uh, phrase to open uh, a letter to his uh, church there in, in Galatia. And, and we've been going through the Book of Corinthians and uh, First Corinthians, and, and it's dealing with all kinds of problems in the church. But the scriptures tell us that the Apostle Paul visited a church in Berea, and those Bereans would listen to what Paul said and check everything Paul said against the Bible. Now, did Paul take offense to that? He says, "Hey, don't you know who I am? I am an apostle." He did not take offense to them. He commended them for checking everything that he said against the scripture. Those people knew their Bibles. They read their Bibles. And because of that, that's probably why we don't have a letter to the Bereans. Because there was nothing to correct. Unlike the Corinthians and the Galatians. They read their Bible. They knew their Bible. They checked the facts against the Bible. And that's why we as a Highlands family need to know our Bible. We need to read our Bible. Oh my word. Read our Bible so that we
0: don't receive a letter from the Lord. Imagine that. You have been listening to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno. If you would like to find out a bit more about us, who we are, what we believe, if you'd like to join us for worship, all of that information and directions can be found on our website highlands.us. That's highlands.us. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you back here again tomorrow as we continue our study, verse by verse, of the Bible. Until then, God bless.